And we're back. I just wanted to beat you to it. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, you, you had to beat me to that because you know, with the prediction, you were, and I, and I just want everyone to know that <laughs> as soon as the Texans scored and went up seven zero on the Chiefs, you had texted me right away. Hey, remember, remember my prediction. Remember what I predicted, right? <laughs> I was shooting myself out of cannon. I was like, hey, 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 just, just so you know, I want to let you know right now, hey, make sure you remember who said it was going to get the upset tonight. And uh, you were you were feeling it. yourself. You were feeling I yourself. I was. I was. Let's just say the te- that text didn't age well at all. No, it didn't. But, you know, that's that's life in the fast lane. Maybe I'll post a snapshot of that on Instagram with just kind of the time – the timestamp and everything, just so just so everyone's aware of what I what I deal with with hey, my man, look, 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 my friend. Look, 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 David Johnson looked like you know like 2016. David Johnson, he, he's making listen, cuts. listen. Huh? He did. He looked good. <laughs> he looked really good. I texted you. And I was like, man, his first couple carries, he's looking good, athletic. He looks strong. Explosive. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I- I was like, is this 2016? I'm like, okay, now, now, no, we got something here. I mean, he was catching the ball at the backfield. I mean, there was times where, like, the Chiefs were uh, getting penetration in the backfield, and he was making cuts and then exploding. So I, I was like, wow, okay, okay, we got something here. And so, yeah, I was feeling myself that uh, I blame Bill O'Brien. Let's just blame Bill O'Brien. That's his fault. He, uh, well, let's, let's, okay, so to, to, we've, we've gone just kind of into it, but. Uh, it's Dre and Des podcast. We are in, I believe, day three of our 30 for 30 challenge where we are doing 30 episodes in 30 days. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about the, uh, the the last night NFL kickoff, the Chiefs and the Texans. And we will also talk about the Lions preview who they play uh, the Bears in two days. So today is Friday night. They play Sunday at one o'clock, and I'm sure my blood pressure will be very high oh, yeah. at that time. So, <laughs> but we'll bet. we'll start with we'll start with the the Texans and and the Chiefs last night. So, yeah, Dave, David Johnson looked. I mean, he looked 2016 David Johnson. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, the the just the tough part is, I mean, even granted that that was not that long ago, four years, but even in that time, I mean. The the league was a passing league in 2016, but it's more so that even now in 2020. Um, so it, it's tough because he, you know, even though he looked explosive and all that, like, I mean, looking explosive and getting, you know, 15 yards is much different than, you know, being explosive and getting, you know, a 40, 50 yard gain in a, in a touchdown. Like, the, like things are different. And especially when you talk about you traded away DeAndre Hopkins to get him, yeah. I mean that that's it's tough. It it is it's really tough. Yeah, and, and uh, it, it's um, I think one thing that was um, you know evident is that you know Houston is going to um, to score a lot of points this year because I just I just don't believe that they have the the weapons. Um, and when I say weapons, it's about it's not about just having guys who are fast. You have a guy like that, yeah, bro, Fuller. Um, it's about having diversity on your offense, 
in which the defense has to game plan. And it, it's about creating mismatches, right? Who on a Texas offense creates a mismatch? That, th- those are the things that you have to think about there. Our listeners, I want them to think about. Um, and one thing that was evident, and you, it was uh, it was very evident because you saw the best way that can look with the Chiefs. And I'm not saying that the Texans were the worst way it can look, but if you measure everybody against Chiefs, okay, yeah, pretty much everybody's going to fall short, but that's the that that's the measuring stick, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that when you look at the Chiefs, if you just say Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson all wash, I do believe Pat Mahomes is a little bit better than Deshaun Watson, but not by that much. Deshaun is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you put a wash in the quarterbacks and you switch roles, you would say, okay, you'll see Deshaun Watson will have very similar statistics. Um, and the reason why is because with the Chiefs, you have guys who are fast and explosive like Terry Kill. You have a dependable playmaker like Travis Kelsey. You have a speedster guy like Demarcus Robinson. And then now, now you bring in a diversible, small, compact running back and uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, and so – what that means is defense is that there's nothing really you can key on because what, what the Texans were doing is that they played two safeties deep because they're like, okay, you're not getting long explosive plays for Tyreek Hill moments, right? Or Demarcus Robinson. We're going to keep everything in front of us. Okay, that's fine. So we're just going to hand the ball off to our running back 25 times and he's going to burn you. And that's exactly what happened last night. And you so happen to move up, we're still going to key with the pass game. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's incredible, you know, to see – you know, a team like the Chiefs and what they can do. There's there's no winning against their offense. Like the yeah. only the the your best bet is just to wait them out and hope a mistake is made. You have yeah. to hope that a errant pass is thrown and you pick it off or a running back or receiver someone fumbles the ball. Like just just to just to think like you're gonna out scheme them. I I just don't think that's gonna happen. Like you are you're just hard pressed. For that to, to, to happen. Very yeah. hard pressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, it's you you essentially have to just hope and hope is not a strategy. No. Um, what, so, which yeah. is why I don't like the Lions, because right. we just hope. That's it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um it, it's just um, you know, and there was a moment yesterday when the Texas almost got a turnover. Uh Pat Mahomes made an Aaron throw. Well it looked like Pat Mahomes just threw it right to I think Reed, the safety for the Texans. And um, Reed didn't catch it. It was right in his chest. But what happened was there was some miscommunication between him and Tyreek Hill. Um, and that's essentially the only way you're going to get the ball from them, you know. And, you know, and what was really, like, scary and eye-opening was that there were times because the Texans couldn't do anything on offense, but they were pinning the Chiefs behind, the, you know, the 10-yard line and, and, behind, and below. And the Chiefs still were having a methodical. I mean, they had 91-yard drive. And it was slow. It was deliberate. It was painful. And it was balanced. It wasn't like, you know, they went 91 yards and, like, one of those plays was like a 40-yard bomb. No, it was first down, first down, first down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like death by a thousand cuts. And, you know, for one, it's already a, mar- you know, a marathon when you're playing against the Chiefs for a full game anyway. But then we have to do goal as a defense with drives like that that just totally take you out. And then you're – Offense can't, you know, move the chains. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Who and, and who would you say the best running back? And and let's just take Andy Reid's Philadelphia Eagles teams, and then his time with the Chiefs. 
not counting this year, who would you think is the best running back he's coached uh, in his in his tenure? With the Chiefs? Uh, both. Take Chiefs, Chiefs outside of this year, right? So Edwards Alaire is off the is off the table. But before before this year, and then also his tenure with the with the Eagles, who do you think is the Ooh. best running back he's coached? Mm-hmm. It's hard. I, I, I want to be careful because I one name that pops pops up. It was a different league then too. Um, but I'm gonna try to. I mean, my my yeah, top top three. Let's say I. I say Brian Westbrook is one of them. You got Westbrook up there, and you probably have Kareem Hunt up Larry there as Johnson? well. Uh, no. I don't think he had Larry no. Johnson. Nope. No. If he did, it was Larry Johnson. <laughs> once he was. Uh, uh, speaking of which, never mind. That's a topic for another day. Um, so I think he. I think it's it's Westbrook and Kareem Hunt. And last yeah. night, I'm pretty sure. I think they ran the ball. Let Let's call it fifty fifty because I I think they either ran the ball thirty five times and threw it thirty four, or threw it thirty five and ran it thirty four. Nonetheless, yeah. let's call it fifty fifty. Andy Reid historically is a 60-40 coach when it comes to pass to run. He likes to pass. 60-40, and he yeah. was essentially 50-50 last night. Now That's what the Texans were giving them. Yeah. They, they, they were backing up. Yeah, and that to me, a couple things come to mind. Number one, that is, that's a sign of a good coach when you just take what the defense gives you. But number two, would Andy Reid, would he be getting the credit that I think he deserves, but would he be getting this credit had the Chiefs not won the Super Bowl last year? Like, I, like to me, I don't think so because a Super Bowl is the ultimate validation for whatever it is that you do. If you're the if you're the greatest show on turf, if you're uh, uh, you know the 49ers with run heavy, like I, I feel like you can you whatever it is that you do, you're validated. When you win a Super Bowl, if your defense yeah. first, if you're Brian Billick, right? You won a won a Super Bowl with with Ray Lewis and that defense, they they were incredible. But right. it, but if had they not won it, then you don't you know what I mean? Like you just don't get the validation that that a Super Bowl brings you as a as a head coach. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, look, it, it definitely. I mean, look, there, there was people forget that. Well, people people may forget. Um, when Andy Reid was in Philly, I mean, he was known as a coach who can have really good regular seasons but can never get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he'll always get Philadelphia to the NFC Championship game, right? Yep. And then they'll come up short. Uh, besides the one year in 05 when they made it when they had T.O. Yep. Other than that, you know, he, he was just regular season, you know, Andy Reid. You know, okay, yeah, Philly's going to win NFC East. We're going to win 9, 10, maybe 11 games. And then they're going to fizzle out in the playoffs. Um, you know, he he was never a terror. He was a good coach in Philly. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, and it just that that was the only reason why that relationship didn't work out. And he eventually they went their separate ways was because they never won a championship. And um, you know, now winning a championship, you think Andy Reid is one of the highest commodities in the NFL. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's an offensive genius. He's always been a really good offensive mind. Yeah, like you said, winning the championship was like okay his way works mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and there's and the, and it's very different and they're different sports but i look at and and it is different but i look at andy reed and uh mike, mike d'antoni. d'antoni yeah 
We're gonna say that. There, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. there's a lot of similarities because it's the no same doubt. thing. You know, it's just yeah. like, you know, for Dan Tony, I, well, I get a, a point guard like Steve Nash and a, a guy who is skilled with ball handling and and who can shoot it and pass. I mean, yeah. I put them in in Dan Tony's system, and I, it's like putting them on steroids. You know, and yeah. it, it's the same with James Harden. We're just like, yeah, we knew James Harden could play basketball, but. Once he got to Houston, you know, with, with D'Antoni's system, it just supercharged him. But that, you yeah. know what I mean? And it, it, so if Mike D'Antoni were to win for, for whatever reason, say Houston came back, and I think they're down 3-1 right now, but if they yeah. were to come back, beat the Lakers, and, and go on to win a championship, he would be looked upon vastly different than he is now. Because really, oh, sure. he's about one game from losing his job. I, be- I believe when he gets – when, when and not if, when Houston gets eliminated, he's going to lose his job this offseason. Yeah. And, it, and, it, yeah. and that's, that's kind of how it is. It's like if you get that championship, you're validated. It's like that you put your stamp on it. My way works. I can do it. I'm one of the best. Mm-hmm. No doubt, it's it definitely is a difference. I thought that was a great you know comparison. You know, you think about you know the quarterbacks that played under Andy Reid. You think about you know Donovan McNabb. Now Donovan McNabb was always talented, but you know I'm you know playing under Andy Reid had great offensive numbers. Um, even Alex Smith uh, was a better quarterback, mm-hmm. right under Andy Reid. Alex Smith, remember this? Alex Smith was uh, essentially um, kicked out of San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, yeah. He was benched for Colin Kaepernick, and rightfully so. Colin was a better fit offensively, schematically. He he had an, he brought a uh, a change. The one good thing Jim Harbaugh did. Well, that that, that was back when you're you're you know when your coach could could actually develop quarterbacks. You know right. that was or, that was or, in or that at least or at least put his quarterback in a position to be successful. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and you know. Yeah, so Alex Smith, you know, ends up with Kansas City. Andy Reid's there, and they go to the playoffs, so they're very competitive. And you know, he he becomes a, he becomes established again. You know, he's not just the first round pick who was out by his uh, home team. You know, he gets picked up by the Chiefs, and he reestablishes himself. And um, you know, he played well. And then finally, Pat Mahomes. You know, the ultimate combination: a great offensive mind coach gets a generational talent, and this is what you get. Um, and uh, it, it's incredible to see. And I, I think one thing, it, it was cool, uh, the, Deshaun Watson runs, runs out of bounds. Sitting down on <laughs> yeah. it, yeah, next to He said, Pat Holmes. Yep. You know, Hollingsworth and uh, 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 they, they, he was joking. What, what, what's the other guy? I keep, oh, God, no, I can't. Al, uh, Al Collins. Al, not Al Collins. It wasn't Al what? Um, Michaels, right? Al Michaels, yeah. yeah. It was just about, yeah, the, uh, you know, the, that their combined whatever millions of dollars. They are rich. <laughs> It's a lot. And but I, it's a lot. But what I think about is those are two quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure, both either 25 or younger. Uh, I think younger. And not only are they well paid, but they're already top five in this league. And the Texans should be in a much better position than they are. But think about the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs have, to me, the best player in the game. You <laughs> see those statistic line that they put up on Pat Mahomes? Like, first and – like, it was like <laughs> – it was like – in the uh, gosh, it was like in the first five seasons, first in touchdowns, first in receipt, passing yards, first in <laughs> it was like incredible. Silly. It's like it, it, it's 
it's amazing, but um, yeah, man, Andy Reid validation. I 100% agree with you. I, I think one of the most important things uh, with last night's game with with Mahomes was it was very clear that the Texans didn't want the Chiefs. They didn't want the big play. They didn't. They weren't going to give up the deep ball, which really there was one to uh, Demarcus Robinson in the end zone that he he was contested. He probably should have caught it, didn't, yeah. nonetheless. But just the fact that, you know, their their offense is big play. Like, that's what they want. They want to hit the big play. And the fact that Mahomes just had the maturity last night to just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to take check down. I'm going to take short routes. I'm, I'm not going to press, and I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to – I'm, I'm, I'm going to just take what the defense gives me and just be incredible – and complete seventy five percent of the passes that I that I threw. Um, that I mean that that's probably the scariest part. Is just like, okay, hey, we're gonna take away your fastball, and what can you do? And he just threw curveball after curveball after curveball, and just kept striking people out. That that's yeah. that was that was impressive. That was very impressive. Yeah, no doubt. And um, you know, I I think you are you're the one, and it's super early, and but you don't want to have that I disagree that, you know, the Chiefs will repeat and it's still it's only week one. But it's like when you see a game like that, and it's and it's not that the Texans are some great shakes, you know, like I think my prediction for the Texans were around five hundred, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, something like that. And that's because they have Deshaun Watson. If they didn't have Deshaun Watson, some average and it was some average quarterback, I say that's a five point football team. <clears throat> um, but other than that, um I, I, I think one thing that you can that you see Except for one, keep in mind, and I think you mentioned this too uh, when we were having a, we had a call earlier. Um, the Chiefs didn't look rusty. None, <laughs> no, none, none of these teams had preseason games, including the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, OTAs or even minicamp. So the Chiefs are going to get even more and, and a better rhythm throughout the season. That 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 was them being rusty, right? In other words. Um, and so that's that's really scary too because you know it, they they were missing their starting cornerback uh, Rashad Breeland, um, you know, and did, I I don't know, man. I I just think that they they're a well-oiled machine. They have confidence. I don't think they have some kind of Super Bowl hangover. I think they, I, you know, another thing too. I think they actually just have fun playing. And yeah, I I, I I think they have a great locker room. I think Andy it starts with Andy Reid. I mean, I just think it's a great situation. And I think they are one of those anomalies, uh, similar to the Patriots uh, during their heyday, is that they had the makeup to to repeat. So it's going to be interesting to see who they lose to. I think they played Baltimore actually in two weeks. So I think that'll be a good test for them. Yeah. Um, and, and it just, you know, I think before, you know, before we kind of move on to, you know, everyone's favorite team, the Detroit Lions, um, mm. you know, it, I think – historically and traditionally there, you know, there was, there was the, the thought or maybe the feeling, or maybe it was just me of a, of an NFL team was that when you won a Super Bowl, you usually weren't in line to, to be able to repeat. Like usually it was just, it was just everything came together that year. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, in a team that comes to mind and and maybe because it was just hard knocks and all that was the, the Ravens, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. That on that defense, they brought back a lot of guys, a lot yes. of guys. 
But then yep. you get into training camp and Jamal Lewis gets hurt and hit that. To, that's ACL. Yep, yep. That's a 2000 yard rusher in early in training camp, you know, yep. and it, you got the Seahawks, which they actually did bring a lot of guys back. But then you look okay, at two. Well, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. You know what? Okay. Don't you, you just hit a soft spot. All right. I'm a Lions fan, but I still, the Seahawks should have, re, should have repeated. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, but, but they're also an anomaly though. You know what I mean? Like okay, even even okay, with fine. with that the fact that they should have repeated, they still were an anomaly. Freaking one yard line, right? You've got you know what I mean? Like it just there, it just it, it's not as if they were dominant throughout. You know what I mean? No, I, and, and I guess I'll say that you know, yeah. Um. So so that's that's probably the biggest thing is just that it it gets to you know it, it's just rare. Like usually everything came together. Right. So we've got this guy who's a rookie. Maybe he's a safety, but we got a veteran at corner who's on his last leg. And then, we, yeah. you know what I mean? To where, OK, this there's a guy getting ready to come up on his first contract. Well, he wants to get paid and, we're you know, this team's not going to be the one to pay him. So, it yeah. you know, for Baltimore Ravens, we're not going to give uh, uh, let's say Shannon Sharp. We're not going to give him a big contract for, you know, three, four more years. Like, we're, yeah. you know, it, it just it, that's just not a normal, you know, that's just not a normal thing. That was Rod Woodson's, you know, last season with the Ravens. I think he went to the Raiders the following season. Yep. Uh, you know, and he was as you can go back and and watch, which that's actually my favorite hard knocks, by the way. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that was a great one. Uh, yeah. Um, you can go back and see like he was besides Ray Lewis on that defense. He was pretty much a captain. He was the most experienced guy. I mean, Ray Lewis was a baby then. I mean, yeah. He was a he was incredible. He was one of the best players in the league, Super Bowl MVP. But Rod Wilson was like the was like the the Ray Lewis was the heart and soul. Rod Wilson was like the brain to me at that point. Um, and then eventually it became Ray. But anyway, my point is, is that the point that we're saying is that yeah, a lot a lot of things have to go well. I mean, when the Broncos beat Carolina, you know, um, you know, yeah, Peyton, people talk about oh, Peyton Manning was trash by then. You know, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. You know, he he leaned. On that Broncos defense, well, if I remember correctly, that Broncos defense came back the next year. Peyton Manning wasn't there, but they still didn't have the same success, right? Yeah. So you know, it, it's it, it's it's all it's all relative to me. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so tough. It it to me, just I, I guess at the end of the day, it's rare that you win a Super Bowl that year and then the next year you're poised to do the same thing. Yeah, no doubt. Um. So, so uh, the the Detroit Lions. Um, I saw a post on Instagram and I believe it was a, essentially a, a Falcons, uh, fan page where they had, had mentioned, um, that Desmond Trufant, or it wasn't even Desmond Trufant. It was that Desmond Trufant is going to start, uh, for the Detroit lions, mm. even though the, the Falcons cornerbacks were deeper Something, something to that effect, and it also okay. brought to the fact to me, uh, based on this post, that Jeff Okuda was not going to start day one for the Lions on Sunday in two days, to which I was incredibly infuriated because... Understatement. <laughs> in my estimation, if you are the third best player coming into football uh, in, in, in with your draft class, you should yeah. be starting day one, especially yeah. at the corner position because you have 
let's call it five or six different assignments. We'll go through yeah. them. First assignment, guard the guy who's in front of you. Wherever he goes, follow him. That's, man man. that's one. Right. Second one, cover three. You got deep third, don't get beat deep. I kind of looped that in with cover four because it's essentially the same thing. Don't get beat deep. But nonetheless, those are two different assignments. Deep third, deep quarter. You also get cover two where it is, hey, you've got the flats. You know, if you get two guys going vertical, carry number one. It, I mean, it, it, it sounds a little difficult, but if you're an NFL player, it's, it's stupid simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is like a, a, essentially a cloud corner where it's the same thing as cover two for, for, for me as a, as a corner. It's the same exact thing. I roll up. I've got I jam hard. I've got the flats. Uh, you know, keep your eyes open. Read what's going on. Uh, and then the last one is to blitz, which that's rare for a cover corner to do. So Jeff Okuda has essentially five to six different jobs that he could potentially do. And the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, defensive genius, does not feel like Jeff Okuda can handle that. So he's not going to start on Sunday against the Mind Chicago you. Bears. Mind you, that defensive genius mostly runs man-to-man. I mean, they are a notorious man-to-man team. Uh, and, you know, one thing Jeff Okuda – I mean, <laughs> look, Carlos, he was known as a complete, you know, Oh, my thinker. God. As, in terms of a corner, as complete as you can get. Mm-hmm. Great physical tools, great kid in terms of character, great instincts, great technique. Uh, yet he doesn't see the field week one. Um, barring injury, not, not look. There were reports that he's a little banged up, but even before those reports came out, there were some rumblings that he was, you know, again burnt, not looking all where he should be during camp. Um, now, I, I just it, it's just not a good look, and, and the problem is when you are a regime with already a history of draft picks not working out, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, and it, it's hard, especially when you're a regime part of a franchise that's notorious notorious loser. Right, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it, it's it's not a good look um, because when you draft someone number three overall, really, let's let's take it further. But aside from a quarterback, anybody drafting the first round, you should be penciling in as a starter. <laughs> That's the intent. This is going to this guy is going to start at this position. That's why we're taking them in the first round, unless it's a quarterback in which you want to groom them, give them time. And, and, and let them get what they need to be. It doesn't matter if they drafted early in the first round, mid-first round, and like Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson was, or late first round. That's just how it works, right? Mm-hmm. But anybody else, offensive line, uh, defensive line, uh, corner, safety, linebacker, and linebackers are a little tougher to learn, but still, linebacker. Jared Davis, is, all the faults that he has, was out there week one. Um, uh, receiver, tight end. Um, you know, Eric Ebron started terrible blocker, but they got his ass in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's um, it, it's it, 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 I don't I don't understand it. I don't know. You know, are they making it too complicated for him? Are they overcomplicating the, their schemes? And are they are they trying to make him prove it? And uh, some trying to smartest guy in the room type routine. I don't know what they're doing, uh, but it's not a good sign because um. You did get rid of one of the best man-to-man corners in the league, Darius Slay, um, and you replaced him with Desmond Trufant. But Desmond Trufant, you know, he's solid. He's not Darius Slay. 
right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just it, it's not it's not a good look. I don't I don't like it. I don't like the feel. Here here's here's it's incredibly frustrating. But what I will compare it to was we had, I mean, essentially we knew we could draft outside of Joe Burrow and Chase Young. We could draft mm-hmm. anyone we wanted. Mm-hmm. So it was clear. I, I would say by the time, by the time the the let's call it March. By the time yeah. March happened, we knew who was going one and two. We knew that, right? The Kansas City Chiefs, who was extremely strapped for cash cap space, um, they decided in the fourth round drafted a gentleman by the name of Legeria Sneed, who's a defensive back out of Louisiana Tech. <laughs> Louisiana Tech, baby. He started the he started their game yesterday, day one, day one starter, mm-hmm. and played as if he had been starting in this league for years. Now yeah. I, I, he was the the one who had the interception and I believe there was only one turnover in the game yesterday. There may have been a couple, uh, you know, multiples, but he was the only one that had an interception yesterday. And even outside of that play, he played extremely well. Yeah. Covered guys were in their face, challenging them, uh, was out there embarrassing and Cooks. Houston knew, embar- Houston knew they, they, they spotlighted that on a, on a broadcast. Like, Houston knew that he was a rookie, and they tried to attack him multiple times. And each time, um, you know, he, he came out on top. No matter who who he was guarding, now now he was a fourth round pick, and and I get it. A lot of times with the NFL draft, it's just I wasn't able to show my ability. I didn't get enough eyeballs on me, so on and so forth. I get it. But from the third pick in the draft to the hundred and thirty eighth pick in the draft, and one guy is starting day one and one is not. Yeah. That that just I I don't feel good about that. To me, as we talked about preseason or or pre-draft, I I to me Jeff Okuda is proving my point that we should have taken Tua. That that to me that as it stands right now today, and it and this could be different in in three to four weeks if Jeff Okuda is on the field and dominating and locking down guys. That, 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 very, that very well could happen. I, I do understand you know, that. But... Honestly, there's no chance unless barring, you know, Tua. But then again, because it's not just Tua. Justin Herbert was also taken after Okuda. It, it's it's virtually almost impossible for Okuda to be able to validate that draft that draft selection only, only because of where he was taken. Because no matter how good Okuda is, the value of even of a great corner, the best corner of the league, n- would never outweigh a quarterback. Even if it's a solid quarterback. Hell, right? didn't, but, didn't Deion Sanders go five? I mean, ugh, I just it, I just can't it, it, deal with tough, this. Dude. It, it, can't. It's tough, man. Um, you know, and then it, it, with this team, it, then it doesn't help that DeAndre Swift's probably this is like he's going to play week one, like he's a little banged up. You know, it's just it's just always something with this team. It can never it can never be like we go into a, a year where we're like, okay, wow, we feel good about this and things look good, mm-hmm. right? It has to always be some kind of smoke and mirrors. And um, I don't know, do we? I don't know if, if we talked about this over the phone or on a podcast yesterday, 
But you think about the first four games uh, for this team. Um, they got um, home versus the Bears at Green Bay. Um, and then they got at Arizona. And then home versus uh, the Saints. <laughs> That's the, uh... team, it's just you worry about that because a lot of those teams have a passing game. You know, like uh, they have weapons at least, you know. In those four weeks, you're looking at Allen Robinson, who's a Pro Bowl receiver. You're looking at Devontae Adams, one of the best in the game. You're looking at Michael Thomas, the best in the game, probably. The, the slant god. The slant god. Yeah, the, the slant god. And um, also, um, what, what team did I miss? The Cardinals. Who, who, the Cardinals. who did they get? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. DeAndre, I, yeah. I almost forgot about him. Yeah. 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 So maybe at least, what, two, three, uh, three top-tier receivers? You know, in the league, uh, Allen Robinson may be top ten. At least he's not far out the top ten. He's really he's damn good. Um, yeah, and we have we're having secondary issues, <laughs> which we can't. We, I, I just I don't know. I mean, I much rather have Jeff Okuda bump his head versus Allen Robinson than freaking uh, Devontae Adams or right. uh, Deion. I mean, damn, let's start about that. Deion. <laughs> You go from Devontae Adams week two, week three, you have uh, DeAndre Hopkins week four, Michael Thomas. Good luck. <laughs> well, I, and I guess when, when are you going to play him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when are you going to play Okuda? Yeah. If you're not going to play him against uh, Allen Robinson, who's good, but he's not as good as those other three. Those other three are right. top five in the league. Put him in, let him learn. I just, yeah. you know, the, the, the thing that's funny is uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire was the first running back taken. In the draft in April. At the very end of the first round. Yep, yep. he was number 32. Um, and I believe the Lions drafted Swift at 35? Yes. But you think of the situation that for them to be drafted so close to each other and the situations that they're coming into just be so vastly different. Yeah. So vastly different. Like it just okay. it, it's 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 crazy, you know. Yeah. That, but that's the NFL. Like you, like you know what I mean. Three spots is the difference between being with the Super Bowl champion and then being with a, a lose. perennial losing franchise. Like yeah. That's that's us. That's the Lions. Like, but you and, know what? You know what sucks? You know what sucks? Even franchises that have been similar to Lions in terms of being just crafty are at least on paper looking like they're getting their crap together. You know, you look at the Browns, you know, they're like they're building something potentially. You look at the Buffalo Bills, you know, the Buffalo Bills, besides the eighties when they were, or early nineties, when they had Jim Kelly, uh, when they were making some Super Bowls, they were losing, but they were like a really good team. They've been known as being losers too. You know, they used to be trash mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Um, but now they they got their crap together, and now they're 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 they're, they're you know competing for champion uh, at least for their, their division and stuff like that, right? So that's it's just kind of difficult to look at, you know. And granted, we had our time with Caldwell. I, I think for me, and this is kind of sad. That wasn't our um, time. Let's be honest. That wasn't our mean, time. But we were just, at least we were competitive, you know. At least with Caldwell, I always say this to you. I mean, we were talking about it, you know, do we want Caldwell to go or something like that? I was like, man. One way I would describe Caldwell's error is competitive. You know, it wasn't all peaches and rainbows. We definitely was frustrating. He was a terrible in-game coach, but a really good Monday to Saturday coach. But it wasn't like this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least we're, we were, uh, I don't know, two playoff appearances, the year, two years, one year we didn't make it, we were 9-7. and seven. And the other year that we didn't make it, we were 7-9. and nine. 
You know, we were never like this. I mean, to me, it's all the same, though. You think so? To me, to me, seven and nine, nine and seven. If you miss a playoffs, uh, oh, this I don't know about that. That's not fair. How? So, I mean, hold on. Because seven, nine and seven, dude, you're in a playoff hunt. Seven and nine, you're not in a playoff hunt. Yeah, but we our nine and seven wasn't in the playoff hunt though. Like we, you know what I mean? It's not like it. What he had in his time was it one year where it came down to that last week and we needed yes, it. Yes, that was sixteen. Yep, that was sixteen, and we finished ten and six. Yep. So outside it, I mean, we we've I don't know. And then his best year, we were eleven to five. That's the year that we had the number one, number two defense. And we went to what Dallas and lost. I think that yeah. year. Yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. See, that's the one year that I that I cannot excuse Stafford. Like that's like the one year. That's it. That's the only one. I'm talking about good. We had a good team. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a good team around him. Like, dude, come on, you had everything you needed. You know what I'm saying? Everything you needed. So that's the I think that one was, year you can't. So of his, has he been in the league eleven years? No, 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 no. I'm saying like the, the one year. I, like I'm like, dude. You know, maybe I did misspeak. That's the one year that I'm like, yeah, dude, come on, man. Like, you had everything at your disposal, right? Missed opportunity. Yes, because remember, that was the last That was the last year we had before carry-on. That was the last year we had a 1,000-yard rushing Reggie Bush. So we had a running game that year. We had Calvin Johnson, right? We had Brandon Pettigrew, who was a good tight end. It was at least solid. You know, we had uh, Nate Burleson, who was a really good number, a solid number two. Um, I don't remember who our slot was, but um, remember the, actually I think it's a tall guy from Georgia, Ray Durham. Remember he came out of nowhere. Chris Durham, Chris Durham. He was uh, Chris Durham. He was uh, Stafford's roommate. roommate. Yeah, that's yep. right, baby. Yep. Uh, was that the same year we had four year? Uh, no, maybe that's another. Uh, no, tall... you're thinking of uh, Joe, not Foria. What was Joe, what was his name? I I remember his was it eighty? I think it was his number. We, he was like six seven, six eight. We just he, throw him caught, just a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, he had like two hundred receiving yards. I think it might might have been Fourier. Four, he's yeah, four, four, yeah. He had like a hundred receiving yards, like seven touchdowns, because he was only playing the goal line. Yep. He would go jump up and catch them all. My point is, is that other than that, man, it, it's you know what. And another thing too is that when you go into this season, you would say, okay, you have Matthew Stafford. I think according to Pro Football Focus or some kind of report, he's like looked at as a top ten guy in this league. You should be able he's to not. say like, okay, he's not a top ten guy in this league. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, saying, but go ahead, go ahead. You should be able to say going to this season like, okay, we should at least pencil in seven to eight wins on our quarterback alone. Now, can our roster help us get an additional two wins to get to ten to six? I have a hard time seeing that. I have a very hard time seeing that because I don't know. When I look at the Chiefs, who are the, the best you can get to, who are the real, like, playmakers on our team? Because even on defense, the Chiefs have Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a freaking monster. Like, even last night was evident. Dude, he was wrecking the, the Texans on, on, on a line. And then you got Tyron Matthew, right? Um, I, I just uh, – even on our playmakers on his on his Lions team, that you're like, okay, yeah, this this guy is a difference maker on Sunday. Uh, Andy Galladay, who's doubtful for Sunday, right? Uh, I mean, and, and you're you're hoping it's DeAndre Swift because we drafted him number, you know, 
early second Trey round. Flowers? I, I I can tell you he's not a he's not a game breaker. If you want to say he's going to make plays for the Lions, because I mean, because we're devoid of playmakers, but Trey Flowers is not like a you know he's not Frank Clark. He's not he's not even Jadavion Clowney. Like he's not he's not that. Ooh, come on, man, that's not nice. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to talk about <laughs> production and what you do on the football field. Like yeah. that that's. You know, I'm 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 not I'm not here to to judge if Trey Flowers is a good guy. I, I, that's irrelevant to me. Yeah. Uh, but he's not a he's not a sack machine. He's not a you know guy who's going to destroy your third downs and a guy that uh, you know that 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 Chicago Bears are going to have to worry about on third downs. He's a guy you can single up. That's that's yeah what he is. You don't have to double team. No, which you you know for the money he gets paid, dude. You don't pay that. A tight end, I mean, a DN that doesn't need to be double teamed, that kind of money. Because Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah now it, we're talking. Uh, I just. Going down the field. <laughs> going down the field. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll see, man. I just tell you one thing, dude. If they lose Sunday, um, you know, because I, I, I don't know if we're going to record before the game or after the game. I don't know what's good for our mental health. We may, <laughs> we may need to record after the game for Therapeutic purposes. I well, maybe, nice though. May, maybe we'll make it a, a a thirty for thirty-one in where we do a before and an after to where we can really get in good our our predictions of the Lions and or or maybe we'll do Saturday night. So maybe we'll do tomorrow night our prediction yeah. and then after the game, like right after, we'll we'll get into it and just talk about how they lost and it's been five in a row now against the Bears, but. Um, I, I just pulled up because we were just talking about the, the top, you know, 10 quarterbacks and is he, you know, is Stafford there? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, CBS sports. So here are the top 10 quarterbacks that they ranked for the 2020 season. Okay. Number 10, they're already off, off base. Number 10 is Ben Roethlisberger. <clears throat> Number nine, Tom Brady. Yeah, that, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go crazy on that. Okay. Yeah. Number eight, Carson Wentz. Okay. Number seven, Matt Stafford. Ooh, above Carson Wentz. Ooh. Okay. Number six, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Number five, Dak Prescott. No. What? Okay. Throw this in the trash. Number four, <laughs> Drew Brees. Uh, Number three, Russ Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Lamar Jackson and nope. Pat Mahomes. Okay. Um, one, Dak Prescott is nowhere near but good quarterback as Deshaun Watson. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know because he played in Mississippi State. I don't know why I just brought that up. I don't know what it is about Dak. I just – I don't think he's – like he's solid. I just don't think he's that good. Like I think he's he's not trash. I mean, he's a he's a top twelve guy. But I mean, I just I don't know. I, I just I, I don't I get why he wants to get paid. I mean that's the that's the name of the game in the NFL. If you're a, if you're established if you establish yourself as a legit quarterback in this league, start quarterback in this league, you're gonna get your money. And you rightfully rightfully should. But other than that, man, um I, I just yeah, I'm sorry. Above Deshaun Watson, no way, no way, no way. I seen Deshaun Watson 
as a rookie, you know, go on a tear in this league. You know what I'm saying? And, and not 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 uh, leaning on coattails of Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just, yeah, I can't go there. I, I can't go there. And maybe I know that's tough. It's just one spot, but no, I, I don't like that at all. Um, I like Stafford. I, I don't know if I'll put Stafford over Wentz. Um, the only problem with Wentz is that durability. You know, he just – he's had an MVP-type season, but he, he couldn't stay healthy, right? Uh, the last time they made the playoffs, what, last year or two years ago? I think it was last year he gets hurt again. Um, that's the only thing that's holding him back. I mean, Carson Wentz is, 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 a, is a fantastic talent, and I think more talented than Matthew Stafford. But, um, yeah. But to me, there's a difference between my body didn't hold up and a head injury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like catching a knee to the back of the head, that that's not that. I, I I get his injury history, like I understand that, but getting a knee to the back of the head is not. That's a brain injury. That is that that's got nothing to do with, you know, you're injury prone. But I I do understand the everything else before that. Um, you're you, just Matt Safford. First off, Ben Roethlisberger had a full year off. So you're telling me you know for without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to be the 10th best quarterback in the league? Did I read off Aaron Rodgers? I don't believe I did. No. So you're telling me Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger and Dak Prescott, all three are without a doubt better than Aaron Rodgers? So I think there, there's a speculation now going around the league that Aaron Rodgers is on a decline. Um. And it very well could be the case. I mean, he he. I mean, he hasn't been. He's. I think he definitely isn't that Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers old. You know what I'm saying? Not not the discount double check type Aaron Rodgers. He's not that guy anymore. Um, but he, he's still good. Um, I, I I think Stafford. He's always going to be a tough guy to judge because dig, dig this, Trey. Yeah. How old do you think Matt Stafford is? Oh, he's 31, isn't he? Or turning 32. And how old do you think Aaron Rodgers is? 36. They're not that far in age. Yeah. Yeah. And Stafford's never been at, 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 a, at a level that Aaron Rodgers is at now. Yeah. I get it. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. You know, and you, you're kind of pulling at my, at my heartstrings. I hate Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, well, I hate his guts because I'm a Lions fan. He stabbed my heart out. So many times, and I, I get it, I get it, but can't you know what? I think sucks. I don't got Michigan to watch tomorrow. I should damn COVID, I should be on one right now. Matter of fact, I need this to be week two. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll be ticked off because we just lost to Washington. I don't know. Uh, but um, you your your season starting soon. So we'll be able to talk about that. We're end of uh, end of September, I believe. It's coming, man. Two weeks away, baby. Listen, here's what I will say: is number one, you don't need to get. You already have a team on Sundays to get your blood pressure up. You don't need another one to do that on Saturdays as well. No, but I, I think I don't know. You, you may you may call me. You may call BS, but um, I, I I'm kind of becoming epithet uh. Apathetic uh, to the to Wolverines. You said why not the Lions because they've lost all my life, but I don't know, man. I just you know the thing about. Michigan? I mean, what year were you born? I was born at the 
tender age of 1994. Okay, so you don't remember Michigan winning all the time anyway. What? Uh, no, I do because I um, I can actually show you a home video of me wearing a full Michigan football uniform in the year of 1997 when we won an answer title game. You don't and remember that. I do because me and my grandfather were. Oh my gosh! You're telling me you remember? You have memories of when you were three. I have memories. Don't do that. I have memories of being in that Michigan football uniform. Yeah, but you were probably in that until freaking two thousand. So it was okay. Well, fine. Yes, damn it. I don't remember '97, but I remember '06 when we were right on the doorstep of a national title game. Okay. Well, doorstep is cool, but you know. Hey man, hey, chill out, bro. (laughs) Okay. You see, this is the this is the difference between you. God damn it. So listen, see, this is this is what the difference. Oh, it's great. I'm a Bama fan compared to Michigan fan. I'm like, hey man, I've been to a doorstep. Like, like that's some great shakes. Like that, that's my claim to fame, baby. That that was a great year for me. You know, uh, uh, you know, Chad Henney, Mike Hart, Jason Avant, came on that team, baby. Uh, 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 Leon Hall. Marlon Jackson. <laughs> well, those guys, know. those guys are great. Still didn't win it. See, see. No, it's. I, I'll be honest. Alabama's had very recent success. Like, I mean, in the Saban era has been when we've been successful. So, like, I, I, you know, I recognize that. I just like throwing jabs at Michigan fans sometimes. I mean, dude, let me. He's like, well, it was so. But you know what? You threw a jab to be funny, but it was some truth to it. You're like. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's cute. You know, being on the doorstep, you know. <laughs> one, one, maybe one day you'll actually get the chance to you know, experience. He loved to rub it. He's like, uh, every, so listeners out there, every year I tell Dan, like, man, I just want to be able to watch, you know, on New Year's Eve or around New Year's Eve, be, you know, be excited about the new year, but also like being pumped about a playoff game. And you're like, hey, man, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Because you you know the 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 tough part is I I think I think in general, uh, and, and this is a, a obviously in general, most teams you take on the personality of your head coach, and for yeah. Saban it's not a, you know we're not a, a happy to be here like type of deal. It's just like hey this is this is just another step in you know our process of what we're trying to do, right? So it's just like. Yeah, we're we're coming into this playoff game against Michigan State. We we feel like we're the better team, but if we don't play better than Michigan State, that doesn't matter. We're gonna go home and we're gonna be sad and thinking about what we didn't accomplish and what we didn't do. But right. if we come out and execute, then we'll be playing. I think that year was Clemson. We'll be playing Clemson in the championship, and 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 we and and we'll repeat this process, right? So we'll right. get we'll get there to to think. Okay, well, in the week that we've had to prepare, were we better in preparation than Clemson was? If not, we're probably going to come out here and lose. If we were, then we'll come out here and we, we've got a chance to win it. So, like, it's, so it's you know, that's just kind of how the, you know, in general, like I said, that, that you know, you, you just kind of take on that personality of your head coach. For teams that are, you know, just kind of a little, you know, the, the head coach is a little more energetic and, that like it's it's different but you know that's just that's just kind of how you know how you approach it just like you know you had asked me just like man you know season's coming up pretty soon and it's like ah we got a couple weeks 
Like we still got, you know, we got, we got, we got time, you know, we got time. We got preparation. That's what we need to focus on. You're, that's what you're about. You're like, Hey man, look, it's coming. We we know that we'll be ready. That's that's all you say. We'll we'll be ready. Mm -hmm. We got, we got, we got two weeks. We got way too much to cover in this two weeks. We can't be thinking two weeks down the line. We got to focus on actually tomorrow. Know, what what right better tomorrow? <laughs> like God damn it! Because that's that, that. I mean, that literally is you know in high school and even college, high level is just like, listen, don't worry about you know playing. I don't even know who he's open with. I think Missouri. Don't worry about yes. Missouri and what they're doing. Worry about Saturday, Saturday's practice. If you if you're better in Saturday's practice than you were in Friday's practice, we're in the right. We're on the right track. But if yeah. you're if you're if you're on Saturday trying to beat Missouri, we're we're gonna be in trouble because you you can't beat Missouri on Saturday. Like that's yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? Like that. So you have to be singularly focused, especially when you have, you know, you, the the overall aspirations are so high, you know, because you get to a point to where, you know, even like last year, uh, you know, we lost to LSU and then. You know, we're in my mind, you know, so we're talking after, you know, week after week. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, we're we're still trying to get to the to the the playoff. Like that's yeah, you know, if we don't get to the playoff, like it the season is a bust. Um, so you you it, the part of you doesn't get to enjoy the week by week. Like, you know what I mean? Because the the because the goal is just so like there's so much finality to the goal. So it's just like the goal is to be in the playoff, win the championship, like to win it all. So when you misstep, you know, whatever that is, th- three weeks or, well, really we, we misstepped it the couple days after Thanksgiving. So it's the end of November. And usually, you know, you're just like, well, crap, we're getting ready, usually getting ready for the, the SEC title game in first week of December. And then yeah. in, in, you know, late December is a playoff game. So it's just like, man, you know, in September, you're thinking like, okay, you know, late November, we're taking care of business, you know, whatever, 10 and one, 11 and one, uh, 12 and oh, and then we're getting ready for, you know, for a playoff game and, mm-hmm. you know, you fall short and it's just like, man, that stinks. So you don't really get to appreciate the other, you know, 10, 11 games, 12 games that you had because only thing you're thinking about is, is the, that, that end goal, you know? Yeah. So it, it it's, it's, it's tough. I, I mean, I'm, I'm spoiled. I'll, I'll, I know that for sure, but. Uh... <laughs> you made it. Dude. No, I'm, no, I'm spoiled. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, um, you know, Pippin and easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> you heard me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, uh, no, I get it, but. You know, uh, that, that 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 wraps up day three of the uh, thirty day challenge. So, well, uh, we hit you guys back up tomorrow. That sounds great, man. All right, take care. All right, peace.